afternoon. This is Turner Wright with Cointelegraph, and I'm here with... Rudy Takala. I'm the opinion editor with Cointelegraph. Yeah. And I'm with the U.S. News team. We're both, we both had the chance to visit ETH Denver last week and just wanted to share some of our thoughts on what's happened, what's going on at ETH Denver. Rudy, was this your first time at the conference? It was my first time. Uh, it was an interesting experience. I thought they would be better organized after apparently several years <laughs> of doing this, but uh, it was a, a good time. Yeah. Th- things uh, like I'm not a big conference guy. I've, um, I haven't gone to like the really big ones like Paris Blockchain Week, but things were really spread out in Denver. Um, did you do a lot of walking while you were over there? Yeah. No, I think that was one of the... One of the one of the things that made it complicated was they had events all over the city. You had to keep track. I, like my calendar was full. My Google calendar was full, so it was hard to keep track of everything. Thing and you had to Uber around the city trying to make it to this stuff, uh, which would not be an issue if they had it in a had it in a, an event space like say the Gaylord, where you can have everything in one building. Like you could have multiple events, panels, uh, in all of the different conference rooms in the hotel. Uh, but here, everybody was kind of on their own in terms of finding the space and uh, holding their events for all of these different projects. And like I said, you had to Uber to all of this stuff. And that was complicated as well because they didn't have uh, really a dedicated Uber space that the drivers showed up to. So as one of the drivers told me, uh, they turned it into an absolute disaster, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, at least from the perspective of Uber drivers. Uh, yeah, I don't know about Uber. There was, there were, um, if you check the app, there was, there were some shuttle buses going between the different venues. Um, like, I'm not sure how official they were, uh, but definitely somebody chartered like some luxury buses from time to time. But me, I usually just walked one or two miles to get, uh, get to the big ones, but definitely a spread out, uh, compared to other events in my, my experience. Yeah. I generally prefer walking. Yeah, where did you uh, where where did you hit up? What what uh, venues? I understand you arrived on March first, or what day exactly? Ah, uh, beats me. I think it was there on March second, March three, March four. Uh spent a lot of time in the main venue. Uh although the Wi-Fi did not work well, so I wasn't able to spend as much time there as I want uh, would have liked. But uh, there's some cool stuff there. They had uh, people, different vendors with booths. They had a metaverse section, which I enjoyed with a bunch of. Uh, games yeah. i've never heard of before uh <laughs> i think they all were almost all J- uh japanese oriented which was interesting but uh it's a packed venue there were a lot of people in that building <laughs> i saw some of that and what was it i think it was like the, the rodeo uh western western stadium or something in of denver so i thought that was uh it must have been the discount venue event center at national western uh something or another oh good uh is where they have had it See, we were we we're both at opposite ends of the spectrum here. You came like when the main events was going on. I was there early in the week. I arrived on the 27th, uh, which was Monday when Build Hub was underway. So it was a smaller venue, but in stereotypical Denver fashion, it's like attached to a bar with uh, like the finest Denver crest craft beer and across the street from a weed dispensary <laughs> so when we were going into build hub for the first time security was tight and i think they were searching everyone's bags for gummies or any other edibles they're very strong very strongly did not want anyone to bring those inside but that was the rumor i can't say for a certain that's what security was looking for uh yeah i, I saw security going through people's bags they never went through mine for some reason even though i did bring a bag in so uh i guess i i didn't look like the look like the kind of suspect they were going for i don't know 
Yeah. Were you wearing a full suit or something? Who knows? <laughs> no, I was not. I don't think anyone was. No, it was very casual. It's very casual. I was like in a, I was very like belonged at like a springtime wedding or something with a sports jacket. And it's like, I'm very overdressed for this event. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was cold out there, man. It was uh, pretty cold. Yeah. I was coming for a, where were you coming from? I came from Florida. So I, I didn't come, I did not come prepared. <laughs> it would be for you. I'm coming from Texas where it was just like slightly less warm than Florida. So it was definitely like a 40 degree drop for me, give or take. And, uh, like the altitude, uh, I know that's just Denver as general has nothing to do with the events, not their fault, but man, I got, uh, got a terrible headache the first day, just drop, uh, jumping up 5,000 feet in a, in a single day. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't notice that effect that people talk about, but, uh, but yeah, I definitely came from sea level up to 5,000 feet. Yeah. I'm glad to be back where it's warmer. But when, when I got there, it was like, um, I don't know. Um, I'm used to this certainly like a professionally run conference. I'm just used to maybe. Yeah, a bit more organization. And this is kind of by design. Like they would build leak. You wanted people just kind of jump in and out of groups as needed, socialize. But everyone was very clicky. You know, they were all huddled around programming, watching videos, uh, just in their own groups. There was uh, some socializing going on, but there was also just a lot of screen time in general, like very little looking up. You know, the crypto community is uh, full of an, is really full of a, an eclectic group of people, I should say. It's an eclectic group of people. <laughs> and, you know, some, one of the things I think that contributed to the chaos was the, like I said, the Wi-Fi didn't work. And so also that for some reason, they did not print out the registration lists. So they had no idea who was attending. They did not have a hard copy, physical copy uh, to tell them who was uh, on, on, on the attendee list. So when the internet went down, apparently they could not access the attendee list or check anyone in. So the line when I arrived, uh, I guess on the second was wrapped around the building and they said it was a three and a half hour, three and a half hour line, Whoa. Uh, which I found incredible. I guess it takes some dedication to stick through a line like that. Um, so you're saying it was the Southwest airlines of, uh, of crypto conferences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you would think, and I don't know how difficult it is to have a physical, uh, registration list, just print that out beforehand. But I feel it, uh, I feel like that's kind of a metaphor for a lot of, uh, a lot of things in cryptocurrency when things go wrong people throw their hands up and say, well, <laughs> mistakes happen. Well, in this case, I don't think it should have happened. I think you should have. I think you should print that list out. So I, I look forward to seeing if they do that next year. It's funny. The first person I spoke to when I got there, like, you know, media, members of the media usually get to go to the front of the line or go to a different line. I should say they have a different line. But the first guy I, I talked to said, no, you have to go to the back of the line. Uh, so like, well, I can't really do that. It's like noon. I need to work. I can't wait four hours for the work day to end before I start working. So I, I got a second opinion from somebody else. He's like, yeah, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. So, uh, yeah, you go over there. When I got there, they just said, well, we can't access the list. Are you with media? So, yeah. Pulling telegraph. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I don't, I, I, there's nothing I can do. So here's a name badge. Enjoy. So that was nice. I don't know what I would have done if I remember the public, uh, like standing out there below freezing temperatures for four hours. Well, it wasn't, uh, granted, I wasn't there on the same days. It's like we had a snow warning on Wednesday. Um, but for the most part, as long as I was out in the sun, it was decent for me. Like even coming from Texas, I felt uh, cold, but not unbearable. But you're right. Um, it makes me, makes me think about what happened last year, even though I wasn't there. Uh, reports were coming in that it was a big COVID incubator 
at the time and people just sit with people standing next to each other in line. Luckily, like the, uh, pandemic has died down a bit in the U S but, uh, we still see some of the same effects regardless. I'm pretty sure anyone who goes to a crypto conference, it's crypto conferences, double as mass immunity events between cramming everybody into the same venue and the personal hygiene of some of our, some of our friends or colleagues in the cryptocurrency community, uh, they, they amount to mass immunization events, I think. So I think the crypto uh, community is pretty well inoculated at this point. <laughs> yeah, you might be right about that. I didn't, I haven't heard any report. One of our colleagues actually, uh, won't name her in case she doesn't want, want it, but, uh, certainly a coin telegraph colleague did test positive after she left, unfortunately. So it's chances are it came from there. I haven't seen like the, uh, viral social media testing, uh, photos that's happened last year for sure. But yeah, let's, uh, let's get off of that. Cause it doesn't seem to be a big issue, but you're right. There were a lot of, a lot of venues, a lot of side conferences, just a lot to navigate in general. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, certainly they have enough people coming out there to do it, but, uh, it was just a bit overwhelming for me for the most part as someone who had never been to youth Denver. How was it for you? Do you happen to uh, recall any of those uh, panels you went to? Cause I went to a few, I cannot remember for the life of me, the name of most of them. Well, uh, I mean the days I were there, there was the main build week, uh, in the build hub. Uh, but there was also different panels going on at the Source Hotel, which incidentally, uh, coming from Texas, they had some excellent barbecue there. Uh, and I am picky. So go, f- go for that if you happen to go back to Source. I cannot remember the name of the place, but it's the only barbecue place there. Uh, there was Interop, um, which was like a, a side group, which is still uh, not technically, it was associated with Den- ETH Denver. I'm not sure if uh, you needed a different badge to get in there regardless uh, there was WalletCon going on on March 1st. That was a one-day event. There was the Security Day. Uh, both of those were close to the main train station downtown. Uh, but yeah, there was a lot going on. Yeah, well, the one I remember is uh, IOTEX. IOTEX had a very nice event, uh, partially because I went to uh, serve as a moderator for one of their panels. So right. shout out for IOTEX, uh, which <laughs> that was interesting. It was an interesting, interesting um and they had about eight hours of events. So, uh, I thought the oh, well, stuff yeah. they highlighted was, uh, interesting. It was DPIN, which is decentralized physical infrastructure projects. GPS uh, devices to monitor your car, devices to improve your cellular service, like real world, uh, crypto stuff that it could have implications for the real world, not just like metaverse, you know, uh, metaverse oriented projects, but things that could actually improve life for some people. So I thought that was, um, you know, I think it's an interesting, uh, sector of cryptocurrency blockchain technology that could be big in the next, over the next couple of years. Yeah. I heard from a lot of interesting people interviewed for Cointelegraph. Some of those, uh, some of those profiles are already published like, uh, Solana Foundations, Austin, Austin Federa, Decent Dells, uh, Parker McCurley, the, the scrappy hackers like Jesse. And yeah, it was good just to get a general uh, general sense of just what the developers were like, what conference attendees were like. I did meet up with some team members in person for the first time because you and I have never met in person. Uh, in fact, I haven't met most of the Cointelegraph team in person yet. We're all scattered across the world. So I met with a few team members and we also had that, uh, did you, were you able to go to our, our team bash on Friday night? I heard it went well. 
Yeah, I showed up uh, late, though, uh, because it overlapped with the event that I was moderating. So I only was able to uh, make it for the second half of that. Do we have a lot of swag going out there? <laughs> I'm going to say it was, again, a packed house. Uh, like, it was wall-to-wall in the uh, bar that they had it uh, hosted in. And I met a lot of interesting people, a lot of um, investors, developers. The only people I didn't really meet were our, my uh, were our coworkers. I met uh, two of our coworkers, first ones ever after... Uh, and uh, in seven months, seven months of working <laughs> with Cointelegraph, I met my first two uh, uh, co-workers here. So that was, uh, that was pleasant. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, I've been with Cointelegraph for three, almost three years exactly. And I met very few of our t- team members in person from any ranch. Yeah. So that double-edged sword sometimes, but uh, it is what it is uh, when you work uh, remotely and in cryptocurrency. Decentralized, working decentralized. Very much so. Yeah. But uh, Denver overall, um, like I was, uh, I, w- I was just uh, interested to see just how the downtown was laid out, Union Station, Coors Field. I'm curious, <laughs> curious to see if anyone actually took the train into the conference, given there was a like massive snowstorm in the, mid- in the Midwest around that time. Be cur- curious if anyone commuted that way. Yeah, the weather was pretty wild after you left, actually, because the day I showed up when the line was outside, it was actually pretty warm. It was bearable. Uh, but uh, when the snow kicked in, uh, it was really cold. And I'm talking as a Minnesota native, it got really cold at night there. Uh, <laughs> so the weather is uh, pretty wild. Like most of the places I live, it's consistent weather. Florida, it's warm. Uh, Minnesota, it's cold. But uh Denver has more of that San Francisco climate where it can be one thing one minute and then change a few hours later. Yeah, yeah, but it was uh, it's amazing to see some of the people come out, hear, hear some of the people talk. You get a, a lot of people passionate about these kind of projects. You had uh, some amazing wallet, uh, wallet technology unveiled, wallet con. I'm sure we'll see the results of the results of the hackathon c- coming out soon if we haven't already. Uh, well, yeah, whether they choose to promote it or not, but that'll be interesting results. Uh, do, do you see any way that people, the organizers could have improved on this? Any recommendations for the future? Well, uh, like I said, I think they should get out of the uh, discount uh, convention center and go go, go go to a real one like the Gaylord. Uh, that was actually something that one of the Uber drivers pointed out because I didn't know that Denver had a Gaylord. But uh, yeah, if you can have it all in one, uh, one central location, that would be great. You don't have to send people all over town. And uh Get a few big name speakers to put on a main stage, like, you know, something political like CPAC, for example. You have presidential candidates. You have Donald Trump or whoever else is the, uh, the main attraction in a given year. People know what CPAC is about. It has a brand. It has a reputation. But with uh, ETH Denver, you're going to show up and say, uh, oh, yeah, uh, my favorite speaker was uh, 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 Sam Bankman fried or, <laughs> you know, Brian, Brian Armstrong or... Uh, how hard would it be to get the, uh, get, you know, get to get Brian, the CEO of Coinbase, I should clarify, to uh, come speak? Um, maybe it, maybe he wouldn't speak, but sending the invitation shouldn't be hard. So if it got a, uh, if they got some big name speakers and really had a, like um, more of a brand or more of a main attraction they could build each year's event around, I think that would be very good for, uh, for, uh, gaining more interest from the public and uh also if you have it in a more concentrated locale it would just be good for getting more people allowing more people to go to all of the events because i couldn't make it to all of the events because i couldn't figure out where they were or i didn't have time or whatever the other issue were, uh, was 
But if you get it all in one building, it's a lot, uh, a lot easier to do that. Well, I've certainly had some big names in the past. I mean, I, I don't believe I'm wrong in saying Vitalik has, uh, has, has showed up in previous years, but I'm not sure if he was, was ever the main speaker, ironically, who just was there and someone spotted him. I'll have to double check on that because I have not attended previous years. But uh, So if m- maybe there were a lot of big names there and they were just traveling incognito. We don't, we can't be sure. True, true. Um, and one other thought comes to mind is something that somebody mentioned to me at the uh, IOTEX panel, which is that uh, Web3 is just not great branding because you don't really know what it does for you in your real life. People associate it with the metaverse. If you want to really broaden the appeal of crypto, you shouldn't have events based around Web3. You should, for example, have them around uh, decentralized infrastructure or just infrastructure. And then blockchain technology, Web3 is a part of that. But you're explaining the uh, real practical implications that the technology could have for people's uh, lives. Uh, and I think that would be very helpful for marketing, both for ETH Denver and for uh, really um, cryptocurrencies as a whole. Yeah, we'll say about the marketing in ETH Denver, um, there's, yeah, there's certainly marketing, there's certain advertisements, they're certainly trying to appeal to maybe not the most insider, maybe first timers who are still going around. But I, I do appreciate like the, uh, just the honesty around just some of the events. Cause you got developers that are not necessarily focused with trying to sell themselves. It's like they, they know the worth of what they're trying to do and they, and they work on it and they don't care what other people think. But on the other hand, just like with any other projects, Sometimes you got to attract capital, you got to attract talent, you got to attract executives if you need it. So they're certainly working around that. Yeah. Well, Turner, it has been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, thank you all for listening. And again, my name is Rudy Takla, the opinion editor with Cointelegraph here with Turner Wright of the reporting team. And we will see you next time. Okay.